Welcome to the Soulful Essence Podcast. A show about building a business that you love using archetypes. I'm Yamilka. And I'm Sabrina. And we're here to help you discover the secrets to using archetypes to uniquely position your brand in the market. And identify the super fan that will lead you to massive growth. Hello, everyone. It's Yamilka and Sabrina, and welcome to the Soulful Essence Episode 4. Today, we'll be discussing the lover archetype. The method we have developed is called the archetype method. So what is the archetype method? Well, it's all based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects that we call super fans. So envision your future's customers' needs, boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product and service demand. So today we're talking about the lover. So Sabrina, tell us a little bit about the lover before we dig into it. Yeah, so the lover archetype. All right. So if you remember, the lover archetype is very much a brand that is promising you human connections, compassion, uh, intimate relationships. Uh, They are brands that want to be something bigger than they are, something that offers you passion and uh, indulgence in the world. Um, and really the idea is that they focus in on beauty. Uh, if you remember the lover is a part of our, um, our belonging space, um, on a positioning frame. So the key thing as we start going into the lover, you're going to hear us talk a lot about the idea of people, the relationships that lovers have, um, and the way they make people feel like they know them, like they are cared about. Um, the, that's intentional. The lover is a, um, a belonging oriented, um, character type. And so, um, that's going to be core to everything we talk about today. Right. (laughs) Right. So just to review, let's talk about the positioning map. So the archetypes live in four different spaces, the belonging, independent, stable, and dynamic. So remember on the belonging We exist to bring people together. It's about caring, relationships, and human connections. On the independent side, we exist to chart new territory, ask tougher questions. It's about simplicity, achievement, and independence. Then on the stable axes, it's all about stability and assurance and bringing that to the world. And it's more about control, rigor, and analysis. And then on the dynamic space, we exist to bring revolution and fun to the world. And it's about transformation, conviction, and joy. So as we said before, the lover is on the belonging axis. And so... Again, like Sabrina said, it's really about bringing people together. It's about connections. So Sabrina, let's go a little deeper into the lover and what it means. What's the brand promise? Yeah. So 
as we look at like the brand promise, this is focused on that human side of things. Um, the idea of being able to promise uh, compassion and promise that um, that specialness in the world, make people feel special. Um, again, remember, a brand is really exists in order to kind of ideal in an ideal state um, allow you to kind of embody those things or uh, buy into those things. And so um, a lover brand is going to promise those um, those elements where you are, you know, part of the story, where you're part of the connection. And the lover um, also feels a lot of compassion and the desire for real closeness with others and often praised by those around them. Their primary motivation really centers around intimacy, you know, deep conversations, fostering that connection in, in the people around them. Yeah, the lovers, um, uh, you know, they're thought of as idealists sometimes. They're overly romantic. Uh, they can make great partners and connect really well with people. Um, and a lot of times they um, think of themselves as really being very appreciated, you know, and um, they always want to look good. They're always really looking for things that they can do to attract and create more desire in the world. They love to get love. They love to give love. And, um, and the key is that they have that ability to kind of express themselves in a way that not all characters can. Um, so the lover's honest. Um, they, they can share their vulnerabilities. They cement relationships. Um, and they're usually uh, more emotional maybe than some of the other um, archetypes. Uh, and a lot of times they attract or they kind of in, embody um, this idea of beauty, elegance, and quality. So what does that mean for brands? Yeah. So when, you know, you think about people that have these qualities, you know, you can kind of imagine these people are very warm and very inviting and, um, and people you want to be around. Well, the same thing is, um, you know, works with brands like brands, they have personalities and behaviors just like people do. And, uh, you know, good brands that have like that heart and soul behind them. Um, they really take on those same attributes, um, uh, in their behavior. So if we asked a few questions, um, if you feel like you have a, a lover brand, a way to see if that's true is um, answering a few of these questions. So does your brand self-indulge? Does the brand love everybody? Does the brand love the beauty in the world or just love beauty in general? Does the brand have everything it desires? So let's get to know the lover a little deeper. Um, so Sabrina, what do you think are some of the motivations here? Hmm. Yeah, the, you know, the key thing to lovers are, you know, the, the idea is that the motivations behind, um, the lover, like I was saying earlier, are really there to create more beauty in the world, find more beauty in the world, find more beauty in people. Um, 
so, um, you know, that's really what drives and motivates, um, a lover brand. And you can see that in a lot of different um, brands in the market. Like what comes to mind when you think about a lover brand? Yeah. So, um, I was doing my homework and, <laughs> and, um, if we look at Victoria's Secret, yeah, that's have, a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they have this saying that says unparalleled quality. We know that quality is a really big word for lover. And it says number one best-selling collection. And so um, if you think about the lover brand from a Victoria's Secret standpoint, um, you do get a lot of these um, beauty images and um, this word of unparalleled quality. What does that say to you, Sabrina? Yeah, these are all things that like you might hear all the language that um, you might hear, you know, a, a lover brand talking about this idea of envisioning or imagining things um, and and those ideals. Um, that's a big part of the brand and really kind of bringing to life the kind of passion and the experience that you can have with their products. And so um, obviously Victoria's Secrets does that really well. Um, but you know, you're going to see this in, that's like an iconic, um, lover brand. Um, but you know, you can see this in other categories too, where, you know, uh, the lover comes through, um, in indulgent ways. What else can you think about? What's another, what's another yeah, brand? So, mm-hmm. so another great brand is Magnum ice cream. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to read this to you because I okay. love how they said this. So enjoy Magnum ice cream by the spoonful. Indulgent treats wrapped in cracking milk chocolate shell designed with an extra special care for a unique chocolate experience in every bite. Oh, there's so much good language in that. I mean, it's, it's crazy that it's the little things that, you know, it's, you know, in a person, it's like your body language and the language that you use and the tone of your voice that really kind of brings your personality and brings the, your character out. Well, the same thing is with brands, right? So what we're seeing here, it's like the idea of this indulgent treat, this idea that they're wrapping it in, you know, there's a milk chocolate shell. It's like the, the way that that language is used and the way they describe the product is, is, is described in, in, in only a way that a, um, you know, that a uh, lover would describe things, right? Right. And so I have another example. So, and this one's really interesting. So NARS, right? And they talk about it as shades for every pleasure. Build the thrill with Orgasm X cheek palette a limited edition trio for a satisfyingly sultry glow that's so great so that's that same sort of language this idea of like pleasure this idea of like thrill um even you know even limited edition creates a little bit of like this you know in the way that they're using it here it's like this specialness and this um, this, uh, intensity around, um, the, 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 I don't know, the value in, in the object that they're selling. And so, um, you know, these, these things all play into communicating in a lover way. Um, and these are extremes of course, but, you know, you can do a takedown of these, you know, as you start, um, looking at um, just how you express yourselves like um, you know I think the Marie Folio is a great example like when oh, you yeah. think about Marie Folio what do you think about 
So she has, I love her saying, and it says, the world needs that special gift that only you have. Yeah, even just that statement, like, how great is that? It's like, again, as a as a lover archetype, she's talking about like that special gift that only you have. I mean, it's like she's talking to you. Um, and that's exactly the way that a, a, a lover brand is going to behave. They're going to make you feel like they're talking to you. They're going to like, make you feel like you're special. Um, I think that's, you know, something that's super powerful about her brand. Right. And I love that, you know, it's like, you know, you look at brands and they have this personality, heart and soul, right, that that comes out. And I think that's why so it's so important to really know your um, brand archetype, because then you can really give out this sense of what is your heart and soul saying? Yeah. And people want to listen to that, right? They want to listen to that authentic voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that is really the kind of the secret or the insight in using um, archetypes is it's like these are, um, uh, you know, they're patterns that exist in the world. It's not that, you know, uh, the, that there are um, th- there's one way to look at, at things or or another. But the idea is that there's just these things that come up over and over again, and they, they form patterns. And some, you know, our subconscious mind is just attuned to be able to kind of connect with these things. And so from a consumer standpoint, really, the way that, you know, consumers work in, um, in the world today is it's just like, these are, these are values that are kind of sought after. And so when brands start talking this language, it, it, it puts a picture together. And as, if brands are kind of all over the place and they're talking about lots of different things or uh, they, they don't even really think about the, the, the subtle language and how they're describing their features and functions, you know, that they are offering, um, you know, the, it, it can really kind of create either confusion, it can create noise in the system, it could create like kind of just vanilla products. But when brands really understand the character, the archetype, the voice that they're tapping into intentionally, it really just, again, it creates a subconscious connection with the consumer and um, it, it kind of amplifies that value message that they're talking about. Right. So let's go into that a little bit. We talked about inspiration and maybe we can talk about a day in a life in a, in a lover. What does that look like? You know, what are the habits that they form? What are the different things and experiences that they have during a regular day? Yeah. Okay. So this is great. Let's dive into this. So uh, you probably know a little something about the lover since the, <laughs> that's kind of core to <laughs> your character. So um, why do you think, Let's see, think about your day. And if we're going to think about like all the little, the little habits, just the little things that are sort of every day to you, um, even like, how do you start your day? You know, um, how would a lover start their day? Yeah. So, you know, everything becomes a sort of ritual, I guess, is how I put it. Um, you know, I, I wake up in the morning and I, it's it's really important to me to do certain things. So if I don't do it right when I wake up, it doesn't get done. So <laughs> I get up in the morning and I kind of do my things in the bathroom and then go over to my little meditation space that I have designed 
beautifully with my perfect chair and my candle and all the things that I need and my scents so I can get really immersed in my little ritual of meditating. I put music, I have, you know, just making sure that the time's right and that the space I'm in is correct. And so that all is very important to me to have that beautiful experience. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, so what's so, you know, unique to a lover about that is not every character, every type is going to really take the time to um, overindulge or overfocus on the little details. Like, you know, it's not about the tasks that you're doing, but it's really about the environment in which you do it. It's really about how it makes you feel. It's really about um, the things that you surround yourself with, the sensory elements. Now, that is completely true for brands as well. So if you have a brand experience, you'd want to, you know, really make sure that your experience comes across in that particular way as well. So um, like, you know, and, and so you can really take inspiration from the people and the things around us that are, you know, really, you know, engaging in this kind of lover type of activity. Um, okay, how about let's talk so, about some other things. We well, we know that lovers, you know, they, they have a playful side, right? <laughs> right, we do. We we like to to play sometimes. Yeah, and so it's like you know everything has a little bit more of like a lightheartedness or an indulgence side to it, or an opportunity to be um, uh, an experience to play. Um, even cleaning yeah yeah right (laughs) so how would a how would a a a lover brand approach cleaning (laughs) yeah so cleaning not that it's my favorite thing I have to say but when I do it I do it fully like the music has to be playing and it has to be like upbeat fun and really get me into the mode of cleaning and the products have to be special Like, I don't just buy any cleaning product. It has to, like, have these special ingredients, and it has to smell right. And it has to be, like, a spa experience to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I was reading, um, I was looking at this product, and it said, it smells like a spa. And I was like, that is my kind of product. (laughs) So, um, it just all these little things that, it you know, that I do to kind of make it fun and interesting and, and feel like I'm in a different space even. Yeah. Well, and that transformational quality of really like that immersion in, in sensorial elements and really, like you said, kind of you're, you're turning something that some, you know, some people might think of as a task. Some people might think of as like a chore and, but the only way to really kind of engage and motivate, um, you know, a lover is to really kind of make it experiential um, yeah, because if it's not yeah. fun, then I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I, I do want to say, like, I found this product ca- called Laundress, and they oh, are yeah. such a lover product. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful, and it's just amazing. Um, and they really bring in that sensitive side mm-hmm. to their products. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think that that's what's really key is like a brand can express a certain characteristic. And in expressing that, it really naturally then is it creates this attraction to, um, you know, to 
people who are looking for, you know, that, that element in their life, we call that, um, you know, that, that, that natural attraction that gets created, we call that a super fan. And so this is, you know, someone in the world who uh, is longing for that thing that that brand has to give, right? Right. So um, if we look at it from the other side, from the other point of view, um, somebody who wants to purchase a product um, and is a lover, how do you offer them that that experience, that um, sensitivity, that sensorial piece, so they can be delighted, right, and and just love your your product forever. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like uh, the lover brand more than any other. You could say that you really are looking to get um, consumers to fall in love with your brand (laughs) and your products. And, uh, you know, that's what just makes um, lover brand special is it's like their whole goal in the world is to get you to fall in love with them. And so, um, you know, super fans that are lovers, you know, um, one of the key things to recognize is, you know, maybe your brand isn't a lover brand, maybe it's a different kind of a brand, but you recognize that you need to be able to target the lover as a super fan. Now, um, these same character attributes work exactly the same way, again, in people and in brands. And so as um, we're trying to kind of focus in and target um, a consumer that it has the qualities of um, a lover, the key thing is to recognize that uh, your brand would need to stretch and be more experiential. It would need to stretch and be more indulgent, make them feel special, make them um, feel like this product is something unique that they um, are experiencing. And it's very uh, much of a layered, immersive experience. Um, now, that doesn't come natural to every brand, but recognizing that that's a, a, a target out there, that's something that consumers, some consumers are really longing for is a really key. And it's really that key to understanding how do you begin to stretch and create that connection to your super fan yeah and so one of the things that um we we think that will help people do this is doing a daily practice so making this part of your daily practice how would you bring in some some rituals that a lover would bring in? Um, what, what would your daily or weekly practice look like? You know, send us your ideas in creating these micro rituals and that you can practice with your brand or with your super fan as well. And, um, you know, you could just post them here and, and let us know what your lover practices um, or rituals are. Yeah, that would be really great because, you know, I mean, it is about really beginning to kind of be more sensitive to the world and recognizing that these small details and these little experiences, um, this is what people, um, consumers today are really um, connecting with is like people are being more intentional about their purchases. They're being more intentional about where they spend their time and energy. And it really ends up that these little details um, are what really drives that kind of connection and creates that sort of, um, that, that loyalty and that devotion over time. Yeah. So give yourself this week to kind of think about 
lover things, or if you know somebody that's a lover, you know, what are their traits and what makes them that? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because um, we are moving on to the next archetype, which we'll be talking about, which is the good guy or the girl next door. So, yeah. so stay tuned for our next episode on each of the different archetypes that we're delivering. So remember, the archetype method is based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects that we call super fans. And if you want to know more about your brand archetype, take the quiz. Go to brandarchetype.co. That's C-O. And envision your future customers' needs, boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product and service demand when you learned all these little secrets that nobody else will know. Thank you and see you next time. See you next time.